The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. No, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are brought to you by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They're awesome. They have 136 draft beers. They have a menu to die for. You go there, you watch LSU, you can watch uh, EPL soccer, it wraps up, and Saints training camp is around the corner. The Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right, Andrew, all credit to him. He got a really great guest for us tonight, uh, Tim Lolito. Starting guard, New Orleans Saints, is here to join us. And, Tim, uh, we're going to talk about offensive line and your career in, in just a second, but you have a charity softball coming up. Uh, I know that's real important to you, near and dear to your heart. Tell people how they can go uh, and enjoy the fun of the Saints softball game. Yeah, so actually uh, uh, it's not just the softball game. We're doing uh, the tournament the week the weekend before, so November 21st. Or, sorry, wow, way <laughs> up. <laughs> May May twenty first. Um, we're we're having uh, uh at over at uh, wow. Is that for field? No. no, 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 the park right next door. Um. Anyways, you can go on tcynow.org mm-hmm. and look at all that information. So I kind of started because I wanted to look at um, so we're doing kind of like a, a tournament and the winner of that tournament gets to play, you know, this, the saints, all my, all my buddies on the team, um, Wednesday, the 25th. So it's kind of like a pros versus Joe's type deal. So, um, I thought that would be pretty cool. You know, like I know Heath, Heath Evans had the, had the tournament before, um, and then it would turn into Ben Grubbs' deal. And then last year, um, as you guys know, like no, basically what happened was, is we got into OTAs and and I was like, okay, who's gonna take over the softball game? And and no one kind of stepped up. So, you know, I just stepped up and kind of we threw it together in like three weeks. And last year is out at Mike Miley Stadium, and and this year the 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 game the 25th is gonna be at Twin Stadium. So, um, Tim, give be, that give that website really good. give that website one more time. It's tcynow.org. So. Tim, besides you can, find, you can find you can find a lot of information on there, or you can go to the Son of the Saint website mm-hmm. and find and get all the tickets and information on there as well. Son of the Saint 
website. So, Tim, yep. b- besides raising money for the charity and, and everybody having a good time, the most important thing is you go yard, right? In the oh, game. absolutely. <laughs> I, I haven't gone yard since I was probably like 10 years old. <laughs> I'm, I'm awful, awful at hitting hitting a ball that's rising towards me. I, you know, I can't do it. So I kind of, I kind of ask them to like throw it up high. So it kind of is, you know, has that same falling motion as a baseball kind of. So I'm hoping that you, when you go yard, you can, you make a vine and you just like tweet it out like a 10,000 times and just be like, look at it, people. Just, that's what I would do. Um, yeah. Well, well, last year over at the park when we were at the tournament, they, you know, they asked me to get up. I swung so hard, I almost came out of my shoes. Imagine <laughs> Derby again, and, and is there a lot of talk between Luke McCown and, and Drew uh, about their prowess? I know that they kind of go back and forth. Those are kind of the big hitters on the team. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Drew's Drew's very competitive, and 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 Luke is as well. So, um, you know, we we have the the big big trophy, the kind of like we did last year. Actually, uh, Justin Drescher won it last year. Out of all people, I was <laughs> I was completely surprised. So, um, but no, yet yeah, like you said, Drew Drew and Luke. The, the sweet thing about Drew is he's such a he's such an athlete that he can switch hit. So he'll oh. you know he'll get up there he'll get up there hit 10, 15 home runs right handed. Then he gets bored and then switches over to left handed and hits another 10, 15. And and they're not just over like the little makeshift fence that we have out there. That's probably at you know 250. He's actually hitting them over the actual home run walls over the wall in the back. So 400. <laughs> He gets, yeah, Drew's a pretty good tennis player, he gets, too. He beat Andy Roddick when he was a kid. I, I, I think overall athlete, uh, Drew's probably one of the best I've ever seen because if you've ever seen uh, baseball, tennis, golf, basketball, I heard he's just freak nasty at basketball, too. So oh my. He gets bored, hit switch hitting. That must be fun. Yeah. Um, so, Tim, the interesting thing, I find this, this is like um, a pivotal point in your career with the Saints, I feel like, you know, they talked about drafting a guard. They didn't. But I feel like this is a really pivotal season for you with the Saints as far as solidifying that spot, solidifying that starting guard spot, and getting a long-term contract and sort of being the guy at one of the guard spots. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that'd be nice. (laughs) I was kind of, you know, put in a situation like the, the, the whole um, restricted free agency, you know, this year going into the off season, I kind of knew that was going to happen. So, um, but like you said, it's, it's definitely a big year for me going, going into it. Um, definitely focus, work, work my tail off in the off season. Um, so I'm just ready to get back and, and be with the guys and, and, uh, see where we can go from here. The rookies just got in today, so they all look good. Um, excited to, to start competing against them. Hey, Tim, I want to ask you how you kind of manage that relationship with the rookies. And you know, now that you're, you've are you had the luxury you know, as the young guy of dealing with veterans like Max and, and uh, Zach Streif, who you know I know have always been really helpful to you and, and kind of brought you along. And you know now you're a starter and, and you're, you know, you've got Senio and you've got Andres Pete, who potentially could move to guard maybe and, and battle for for a spot there, and then you've got these two rookies who were undrafted, and Landon Turner and maybe Jack Allen. 
Um, but there's a lot of talk about them. And so obviously these guys are gunning for your job in, in a sense, and you want to lock that down. But you want to be a good teammate. You want to help those guys develop. So can you talk a little bit about how it's kind of a double-edged sword there, managing, bringing those guys along, but taking care of your own self at the same time? Well, that's just it. So, I mean, you got to be a good teammate, I feel like. Like, you know, right when I came in, I had, like you said, um, Streif and, and... There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Max, well, Max wasn't here right when I got in, but I had Ben and, and John. You know, it's kind of different for those guys because I feel like, you know, being a four-time Pro Bowl, all you know, all Pro Bowler and, and Ben being a Pro Bowler himself, that they didn't really feel a whole lot of pressure, a whole lot of competition for me, but you know, they still had to be good teammates and, and that's kind of what I, you know, have to do. I, I have to, for, for the better of the team, kind of to kind of, you know, take myself out of it and like really look at myself very deeply and be like, okay, is this, is this really what the team needs? Is it, do, does the team need me to start or do I need to be a backup swing guy? So, um, but all I can work on is just getting myself better. Like I can, I can tell those guys, you know, hey, this is what worked for me. Um, try this, try that. But you know, if they don't listen, it's it's one thing. And and uh, like I said, you know, I'm just trying to get myself better to to help this team win. Do you feel a big responsibility to help to help those guys, or do you feel like you've got enough leaders on, on the offensive line with Max, with Zach, with Teron Armstead that you can kind of let them do that? You know, uh, Zach is very outspoken when it comes to helping guys because he's towards the end of his career, and and you know we're we're definitely gonna miss him when he when he goes whenever that is. But he 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 is kind of like he's definitely the the, the presser on the offensive line. Like he loves, I think he loves coaching personally. You think um, he'll be a coach when he's done? I I don't know if he'll be a coach. I don't think so. But I I think he gets enjoyment out of seeing guys success off the, off the keys that he gave them. So, mm-hmm. um, I just kind of let Max and, and Zach handle that role as, is like talking to guys. But if, if any time guys were to come up to me and ask me, yeah, there'd be, there'd be no problem. I'd, I'd give them a straightforward answer. Like, Hey, especially because, you know, I came in the same situation as them, both, 
you know, actually there's four of them, four or five of them that came in undrafted. So um, if, if they had any questions whatsoever, I wouldn't hesitate to answer. You know, I'm always interested, Tim, when I when we talk to Saints players or different athletes. When was there a moment, you know, because you come in, you're, you're fighting to, to just stay in the NFL, stay on the team, make a roster. Was there a, a moment in training camp or wherever where you're like, okay, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it here. I'm gonna I'm gonna be an NFL player. Uh, as far as like my rookie season, oh, yeah, or as far like as a, last year? rookie season where you're like, okay, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna do this. This is happening. <laughs> Shit, I, I didn't feel that till uh, the second year, third <laughs> third year. You know, last year I just, I'm still the first two years uh, just kind of swimming a little bit. Um, you know, especially rookie year. And uh, I tell the story all the time, like that final that Saturday right before you know all the final cuts or Friday or whatever it was before all the cuts had to be made you know I was chewing on my fingernails my toenails like I was like man uh, you know I thought I thought for sure I was gonna get cut and uh, you know possibly be brought back somewhere picked up somewhere on a, on a you know practice squad which which would have been fine with me but I got lucky enough and, and impressed the coaches enough and, and they saw something in me, you know, that I could be a, a, a player one day. So I got, I got extremely lucky and, and, you know, coming to a great organization like the saints who, you know, historically have picked up um, you know, undrafted guys and, and lower round guys and, and kind of kept them. So um, yeah, I just got extremely fortunate. I guess it's hard for you, Tim. I mean, as an undrafted guy, you look, I mean, you know the odds. You see these other guys and how many guys they bring in every year and how many actually make a team, how many actually make a roster. You, you knew those odds coming in, and you, you, you defy the odds. But, I mean, is it one of those things where you're so focused on getting better, make, you know, making the team, becoming a starter, and, and the situation that you're in that it's almost hard to take a step back and really realize how far you've come? Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, well, especially my rookie season, like you said, define all the odds. Well, I throw in, you know, being from the D2 level. Uh, so it's, you know, it's hard enough going undrafted and you kind of feel like you're expendable. And then being from a D2 college as well, and you're like, oh, crap, no. They, why, you know, you got to, you basically got to give them a reason to keep you around. So um, I've been trying to do that for the past three seasons and and you know, hopefully hopefully it all works out this season kind of bring it together a little bit tim they what was about it about the saints i i know you uh, had an offer from the dallas cowboys this offseason what was it about the saints that made you want to stay just i mean the the team culture what we have here what we you know where we're building here um is awesome i i love the direction that we're that we're going into um and, and obviously, you know, I, I love the city. I love it down here in New Orleans. Um, I've made so many friends that, you know, have become more like family to me. And, uh, that, you know, just it felt right, um, you know, on a personal level as, as, as much as a business level as well. Tim, what as you work to get better and, you, you know, I read a column by Pete Prisco about offensive linemen, and they went out to see Charles Bentley, and they were working on different things, and they were sort of saying that coaching isn't as good. But what, what, as you work on this offseason, in your mind, is there sort of one thing that is separating you from a five-year 
multi-million dollar contract that you're like, if I get better at this, I'm going to get rich. Well, definitely the pass blocking. Um, you know, I, I think that's definitely my weak point, but I've worked so hard this off season because I knew going into it last, you know, last year, and we did some things schematically last year that didn't necessarily help me out. Um, you know, I'm not saying that that's all the problem, but, uh, for sure, um, is my pass blocking. Like, is, you know, there's some times that you could just see, like, I got beat right away on it. And I was like, well, why the hell did that happen? And so I just, you know, broke it down, watched a ton of film this off season. Um, you know, got, got with the new coach Roshar and, uh, we talked about it and we we're like, dude, like this, this is the only thing that's holding you back right now. Like, um, you know, you're, you're really good in the run game. I mean, uh, you know, I've actually, um, had to switch agents this off season and my new agent, you know, kind of like broke down the numbers for me. He's like, Hey, listen, look, he's like, you're at the top of the, of the league right now in run blocking. He's like, you're like top six or seven or whatever it is, but you're almost last in the league for pass blocking. He's like, we got to work on that. So that's, that's. I think that's the key that's going to hold me. Um, if I work on that, you know, I'll get better. The team will get better. So I'm excited about it. I've been working really hard in the offseason for it. Do you feel like there's one side of the line, left guard versus right guard, where it's easier to pass block? Where it's easier? Um, I don't know because we don't we don't really have a tendency to, like, I mean, some, t- some teams I know have a tendency to call the – so say if the left tackle struggling or right tackle or whatever, they'll call the zone side more to that side. And, and, you know, being on the zone side, you know, you're, you're three man surface, three man help. You kind of can get, a, you know, away with more. But with the Saints, you know, we, we have such a intricate, you know, offense. We can't really do that. And, you know, those guys on the edge, they do a great job. I mean, Toronto, obviously. Just got a brand new $65, $66 million contract for, for a reason. And Streif a couple of years ago got his big contract. So, I mean, I don't think that we have, um, you know, a decline in tackles at all. So, but as for like pass blocking or, I mean, it's, it's the same for either side for us, but the technique, I mean, you train yourself to do it like exactly like Drew, like switch hitting. So you, you're up in the batter's box and you're hitting right handed and then you all of a sudden gotta switch left handed. Well a lot of people can't do that. Um Tim, the the one interesting thing I find about, you know, offensive line is, you know, they have these grades out now, but fans don't know. We some of us watch film, I don't I don't know. But I've I've gotta think it's so difficult being an offensive lineman is you could play perfect and one error and they'll be like, Tim Lito had a bad game, gave up that sack. Where other positions, I feel like they don't grade it. They don't. Fans don't judge you so harshly. Is it is it difficult as a sort of a uh, an offensive lineman when you're watching film, when you make when you make that one mistake to sort of put it? How do you put it? I guess my question: How do you put a mistake behind you in game? You just have to, to to put it behind you and go the the next snap. Like you said, I mean, being an offensive lineman, you're you're getting scrutinized the most. The best advice um, I probably got right when I got here is Ja told me, uh, uh, if no one knows your name, you're doing a good job. <laughs> so 
Um, but like you said, you screw up once or twice a game and, and, you know, you get, you get screwed over for it. You get beat over the head for it. And, uh, you know, the exact opposite goes for a D lineman. D lineman, you know, you could not hear their name all game, but they get one sack, two sacks in the game. And, you know, those guys, those guys know too. So, hey, I don't have to do a whole lot, but if I get one sack, you know, a game and that kind of, you know, continues, and I get 12 sacks a season, man, I'm going to get, you know, freaking paid. So it, it doesn't work that way for offensive linemen. It's like, oh, I only gave up, you know, five or six sacks this season. Uh, you know, I'm going to get paid. No, you got to <laughs> let up like none or one. <laughs> That's what uh, Marcellus Wiley, a ESPN radio guy, says, uh, for every sack you get, it's a million dollars on your contract as a defense as a defensive line. Basically. Uh, I think Andrew, do you have a question for? Him? No, I think we're good. I, I think if you could tell us one more time, Tim, just uh, the website one more time for for the softball game. You can either go to the Son of a Saint org website, and they have information up on there, or you can go to tcynow.com. Yeah, and I gotta say, I've been to a couple of those, and, and the access to the players, and, and uh, just seeing the players and being able to socialize with them in a different atmosphere is—it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. If you haven't been before, and you're in the New Orleans area, or you want to travel, uh, it's a must and uh, if you, to hang out with the players and. Uh, and especially, especially if you have like young kids that are like in that five to ten-year-old range where they know about football and they're excited about seeing players and stuff, it's well worth the trip. Well worth it. Well, yes, especially, I mean, I love doing it um, right now, kind of like right after the draft because you guys get to come in and see, you know, the rookies and the free agents that we got um, after the season, kind of before we put on the pads and, and, and you know, end of July and August. So you kind of get to put a name with a face a little bit too. That's, that's why I like doing it. Thanks so much, Tim. We really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. Man. All right. We're joined by the two knuckleheads, Dave and Kevin. Um, so the saints actually broke news. We're uh, not allowed to talk to the real football players. Well, <laughs> between, between we, I have Andrew on to be the serious thing and I just hope to pronounce his name right. And then I let Andrew take it from there. I feel like, with, with us three there, they would just hang up and we would never get a real guest again. But I have to say, Andrew, Tim Lolito, he did drop a curse word, so he fit right in on the podcast. Yeah. Ooh, what did. did he say? He said shit. Ooh. Which is like. And he said, hell, he said hell and damn a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, like, he's, he's like, a bit saucy. He was. He was. Ri- but seriously, he was fantastic. And if you've already. Uh, to this part of the podcast, you listen to it, Tim, so you know he was. And now I feel bad when I say that the Saints need competition at guard, even though that's true. Like I'm rooting for him even more now. Like I want him to, I want him to succeed because he was so nice to us. Yeah, I gotta say my my opinion of him has changed a little bit. I mean, I, I'm rooting for him now. Obviously. I'm an easy, I'm an easy mark. If you come on the show and you're nice to us, we will root for you. Any Saints player, yeah. just come on the podcast he, and we'll stop saying horrible, horrible things about. You. I hope, I hope you go. <laughs> I hope he goes back and looks at your timeline from during the draft. Well, no, I, I, people would tell me that. I'll, I'll say this. I didn't delete. I won't delete anything about my, I didn't say, all I said was I want the Saints to draft a guard. I didn't say anything really derogatory about the man. 
You know, <laughs> I never delete. I you can go back. I, I think you're. Probably... It's it's fair to want competition. It's fair to want. And then, look, it's healthy. I, I, if you look at my Twitter, if you, uh, I don't delete tweets unless I like mess up a link and like telling I'm sending them to to Saints Nation and I send them to like a Mexican dirt race. I'll delete it then. But uh, besides that, I don't I don't delete my tweets. You know, I stand by whatever I know. But anyway, um, Andrew, the Saints extended Armstead. Uh, were you surprised? No, no, I wasn't. Um, I mean, that's a no brainer. I mean, I really feel like. Um, you've got to retain your best talent, your best young talent. And you could argue, I mean, I, I think I want to throw this out there, that Armstead is the second best player on the team. Um, you know, you got Cam Jordan, you got Brandon Cooks. I mean, you got a couple guys that are in the mix, but I really feel like Armstead's probably the second best player. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of similar to um, – to, uh, Cam Jordan or Junior Gallette's deal and some of those guys where it's like, we'll give you what you're worth now before you make a Pro Bowl, or you could play this year out, see if you stay healthy. And then, I mean, God knows, I mean, what he would have got, he would have gotten 25 million more, you know, on the open market next year. Um, or he would have gotten franchise tagged and got an enormous paycheck for that. But uh, then you're risking, like, does he get injured, you know, after three games and then, and then he wouldn't get nearly as much. And so uh, that's why you always want to try to lock those guys up before they hit free agency and everything. And um, it's it's awesome that there's such good vibes with him, and he's just cool signing a deal, a deal now. Kevin, last year we went through the whole Jake. History, by the way, history has shown us that the guys who get the long-term deals, extensions oh before their contracts God. expire, uh, usually turn out to be terrible. That's <laughs> not true. Morstead, Cam <laughs> Jordan. Um, who else? Junior Gallette was fine. Junior Gallette on field was fine. You know? Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, Charles Grant was pretty horrible. Charles Grant was pretty bad. Uh, Will Smith was okay. Yeah. After his contract, uh, Jari Evans was was phenomenal. He got he he did it, he did his a year early. Um, Colson. Oh no, Colson waited to free agency. No, his first his first deal he signed a year early. Oh yeah. Because he was a he was a seventh round pick, so he signed like a like a he signed like a I think it was like a three year deal, so he could get like another bite at the apple. So he did, so he got two deals. So I mean, but Andrew, I mean, uh, sorry, Kevin, I was thinking of this uh, with the Armstead deal. You know, last year we had to go through the whole every week. It was a Sean Payton leak uh, to Jay Glazer about, hey, he's looking to go to other teams. They're going to trade him. Is he going to coach the team next year? Is he going to coach the Saints? Is he going to go? You know, do whatever. I think that was Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport, whoever. But Kevin, I worry this year that if they don't sign Drew Brees to an extension before the season starts, like we are going to get they that. They, we are going to get that all year. It, it's going to be the running joke every Sunday, Kevin, of what Drew Brees rumor are we going to hear before kickoff today? And I'm just, it's fun for the jokes, but I'm kind of dreading it because it gets old after about three weeks. Uh, is that a is that a am I just being crazy negative or is that going to happen? Uh, uh, I don't think you're being crazy negative. I I, I think you're being realistic. I mean, if he well, around when the last uh, last time he had to get a, a deal done, when when happened? It was July, right? It was like 
the franchise tag deal. It was like you got to do the deal before <laughs> July 10th, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, but but when when we when he had a deal done, like we go wait, we went situation a few years ago where where we and you know always oh, signing the extension is he is he renegotiating other kind of stuff, and it seemed late. I was trying to figure out. Like, you're awful. Point, and your, uh, your audio is awful, Kevin. I feel like I'm awful yeah. now. You're, you're, you're basically you're, you're Dave right now. You're Dave, and not and not in a good way. Great. So, Dave, the Saints cut Vic Ballard today, and oh. which, made, which made me think Vic Ballard is on the Saints team. Um, <laughs> don't forget about Tobin Oporum. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I feel like the, 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 the most interesting thing besides the Armstead extension was you posted it on Canal Street Chronicles was the Saints over under for 2016 after the draft and actually basically free agency is done. Vegas pegged it at six and a half. Yep. Which which is a game lower than it was right after the season ended. So basically, Vegas <laughs> Vegas has decided the 2016 Saints are gonna be the worst Sean Payton Drew Brees edition ever because they, yeah. the floor is seven, and they're saying six and a half. Yeah. I was very surprised by that. I was as soon as I saw it, you know, somebody emailed it to me, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, "This seems very, very low." Um, last and, year uh, was eight. And a, last year was eight and a half in August. Yeah, no. I, if, if I was them, I would I would probably set it right at seven or seven and a half, maybe. But uh, but for six and a half, I mean, the Saints, you know, Drew Brees alone is worth five wins i'd say um so if if i was a betting man which i'm not as but long you as are, tim Ralph, lolito doesn't get him hit yeah <laughs> I, I would i think to bet the over but then you have to wonder these guys know these guys oh. and dave audio sucks. yeah dave audio sucks so everybody's audio sucks except for yours andrew uh, but no, here, here, your audio sucks and your you, audio sucks. You get everybody's audio. audio. You get everybody gets bad audio. Um, but here's the thing, and I'm going to go on a Twitter rant, Twitter rant right now. Is people, I f- was fighting with people during the draft, and I was like, this is not a playoff team. And I'm going to, my wife is going to Vegas. In my wife. My wife is going, my wife. going to Vegas in August. And I was like, I'm betting the under on the Saints because it's going to be eight or eight and a half. And I'm going to be really, really confident that they're not going to cover the over. And then I was like, this last week, I was like, wow, the over-under in the Saints is six and a half. And people were like, well, you shouldn't have gone all in when you, you went all in. Again. I'm like, yeah, the information changes, buddy. When facts change, I change my opinion. Six and a half is really low. Um, I still I mean, might history bet. History says they the bottom is seven games. Yes. They win. If, if Drew Brees is starting 16, 15 or 16 weeks, the bottom is seven. Um... But, uh, Kevin, I find it really interesting that Vegas basically, on the Saints offseason, I'll sum it up like this, they just went, 
to drop it again. I mean, Kevin, are you there? Yeah, it, yeah. you got to repeat that last part. The the basically Vegas they, they looked at the Saints off season and went. Oh yeah, I mean I see, I like I get I get why they would go six and a half wins. Slow though, man. Six and a half. It's I mean that's I I understand that because and now the funny thing was I read uh, I want to say something on Canal Street Chronicles that said that lowest that Sean Payton and company have ever been actually the lowest that the saints have ever been in like the last 10, they were 20 six. years. They were typically, they were six. In two, they were six in 2006. But if you think about it, they had just come off a three and 13 year, the Katrina year. So a normal three and 13 team would be about five and a half. So Vegas actually didn't know what they had because they were like the year before they were eight and eight, and then they had the Katrina year and they were three and thirteen. We're gonna split the middle and do it at six. So that's the lowest number they've ever been under Sean Payton and, and Drew Brees is six in two thousand six. But that's that's a weird year. Hey, but, I was talking about actual results. Oh yeah. I mean, the just because I mean, he was saying that the Saints have always managed to come off as as average or slightly below average except with the exception of the Katrina year and and, so, and so kind of, uh, Katrina and Ditka's Katrina Ditka's final year in 99 and Mora's final year in 96 are the only times in the last uh 30 years that they have lost that they have um lost double digit games you know so, I mean, that, that's that's incredible. Consider. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like the Saints have been I mean, Andrew, you know, me and you are kind of Saints history nerds. I mean, Saints, Saints, the, the, the really awful Saints history is really way, way back now. Like if you go from Benson 80, 1985 forward, they yeah, don't they don't really have any <laughs> train wrecks. I mean, it's it, the, I think the 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 dark. Mark is just that that they didn't win a playoff game until 2000. So really, you know, from the 80s, they just couldn't get it done in the postseason. They were getting there, they just couldn't win a game. So I mean, that that's kind of the black mark. But yeah, I mean, I I think if you, I mean, basically, if you were just to look at the team from when I was a kid on, you know, or, or you know, when I was born in 1980 on, it's really not that bad. Yeah. Um. Right. Right now. And I'll start with you, Dave. Right now, six and a half. Over. Right now, hey, <laughs> tomorrow. Right now, Old Van right Halen. Now. Over or under six and a half. Over. Over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And harder schedule, harder schedule though. Way harder. Uh, yeah, harder schedule uh, based on last year. We, you don't know what the schedule yeah. is really going to be like because yeah, you don't know. I, how good I agree. These teams are gonna be. I agree. I'm with You're talk- you, you. You have a Super Bowl championship team who were that we're playing, and they don't even know who their fucking quarterback is. Hey man, I, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm over. Over. Kevin, Kevin yep. over under. I don't promise they won't be eight eight and eight though. I, I don't <laughs> promise any better than that. You promise seven? No, either do I. I oh, no, 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 no,
right now, and you have to stick to it <laughs> for, the rem- for the remainder of your life. It's that worth- is what people on Twitter Jesus. come to expect. Jesus. When we say, I, 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 say something, Kevin, we have to stick with it, and we are anchored to it for all of eternity. Kevin, I we are s- not allowed to change our opinion. Oh. We are not allowed to even offer an apology. We have to stick to our opinion. It's a blood and of- thus, I am going to say six and ten. It's a blood oath, Kevin. Are you ready to commit the blood oath on Twitter. Here's the thing. I'm six and six ten, so you're ten. taking the end. I'm taking. Yes. I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking. I'm taking the under two right now. But I, I, I reserve the right to change my opinion. Um, but here's the thing, and this is a Twitter rant. I am so tired of people on Twitter saying, "Oh my God, you said that they." Needed to draft a guard, and then during the draft, they get Landon Turner as an underdraft free agent and some other guys, and now you're thinking it's okay. I'm like, listen, I wanted them to try to fix guard. They have options at least. I don't give a fuck how they fix guard. I just want them to fix it. And I got so fed up with people during the draft and after the draft this week, I had to liberalize my blocking policy. Normally, I'm like, as long as you don't curse at me, you're fine. But now, if you make Twitter less fun, I'm blocking you. It's a block party all over. I'm just tired of these people with this, oh my god, three weeks ago you said, you know, the Saints need to cut, they need to cut everybody and they need to move to Vegas. Yeah, I was probably drunk, okay? (laughs) And Twitter is a stream of consciousness. I'm not fucking Donald Trump. You can't pull a tweet from four years ago and being like, we don't need to build walls, we need to build relationships, and then Right now, Donald Trump wants to build a wall. Yeah, you could do that for him. He's running for president. I'm not running for a goddamn thing. If I want to tweet something today and change my mind tomorrow, it's fine. You know, you can call me out on it, and you can <laughs> laugh at me, but I'll laugh at myself. I change my opinion every five minutes. Do you read my column on WWL? That's what I do. I make fucking jokes, okay? I'm just tired of this blood oath predictions. That's what they are. No. It's just how much have you been drinking tonight? A lot, uh, <laughs> and I'm just I'm just tired of it. I just want Twitter to be fun, and I'll argue with you, and you can make fun of me. I don't give a shit. But just with this, better than you know, if you're gonna call out my predictions and what I said, but not make any of your own, that somehow you're better. Get the fuck out of here, man. I'm just I'm just tired of it. You know, All right? I'm I'm done. You know, you know. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was epic. I'm just, you know, I just like, oh, I just Twitter, you know, whatever, whatever. When I run for president, then you can call out the tweets from like 2016 and all that. Just, but anyway, um, it, it is 2016. Well, no, <laughs> in 2024, you can call out the tweets when I run for president. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. The Saints have not mm-hmm. moved on a guard in free agency. I thought they might go for Sloss, and he signed with San Diego. The Chargers, yeah. The Chargers. So who's left? Uh, what's his name? Luis? Vasquez. Vasquez, who the Chargers got rid of, right? Um, yeah. I don't think they're going to – I mean, I don't think the options are very good. Like, I, I think they're just going to roll with what they have at this point. And, you know, I wouldn't rule out, like, a panic move where they maybe trade for a guard. Like later on in the off season, if they feel like they're in trouble, 
Uh, uh, I mean, you certainly you both see teams make moves. They, would they make at a panic final like, cuts? Maybe. Would, uh, um, would well, no. I I think they might make a panic move like in August, but I don't think they'll yeah. make. They won't make a panic move off of like mini games. I, I think no. Right? I think right no. I think right now they're going one in camp with the guys they have. If if anything, honestly, if they were going to sign a veteran, I could see him signing a vet at receiver, um, or I mean maybe. Maybe a vet at safety or something, but I, yeah, I don't see them bringing a guard in at this point. I just think the cupboard's too bare in free agency. So, at least for now, they'll bring these guys in. and We'll see what they have. Kevin, I was looking at fantasy football values in auction draft for Michael Thomas for the Saints. Two dollar, two dollar, two dollar. No, he's valued at six dollars in our draft. He's going for at least thirty, right? <laughs> in the Saints podcast draft, at least, he's going for at least thirty, right? If he goes for over dollar, if he seriously goes for dollar, I'm, I'm laying the wood to somebody. <laughs> Are you gonna? You're not gonna hoard all your money like last year and 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 spend it on like Fleener and Thomas? Listen, I'm. I, I just gotta find that sweet. Uh, knowing when the money is really on and then finding that right moment to actually start spending. I feel like... I, t- I held on to my money. I held on to my money way too long. <laughs> God, your audio God, is he's, 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 He wins the, the weekly Dave audio. I feel like Kevin is confirming my order at the Taco Bell drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. sounds like you were a patron. It is true. It was probably I don't, Ralph. I don't even know how you understand what he's saying. I don't. You I have just... like a special bond with Kevin. Yes. Um, like well, Elliot and I'm the bad one this week. How is that possible? I don't know. Are you like? I don't know how. How I don't know why it doesn't happen more often. To be honest. Are you in a closet? The, the most amazing part here is that Dave has been crystal clear yes. the whole podcast. <laughs> Am I clear? Crystal. Ironic that I was singing right now by Van Halen, and now we're talking about Crystal Clear Pepsi. A few good men. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see. The, I, we I don't know if we we had a, uh, uh, Tim Lolito questions, which I tried to work in, um, but we don't have any. <laughs> we don't have any like. Non- Everybody blew their load all over the Tim Lolito questions. Yeah. I so don't think I said that right. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, did you ask? Did you ask uh, who his favorite Stop wrestler was? No, we didn't. Jesus. No, we didn't. Um, Jesus. So, and this was a reminder to people: if you want to have better, if you want us to have better audio, you could donate a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, like Jim did this week, and we could have better audio. But you. Our great listeners need to make it happen. Make a one-time donation or become a patron and donate just a dollar a month. That's all we need, and we can have the best audio that a little pile of money can buy. Hang on. If my audio is real bad, should I just get off the phone? No. Well, I think I think we're done anyway. So. Yeah, I think we're done. But but people like people they, they the already the, the bad audio is like part of the charm, man. The, the, the audio, the yeah. At this thing, point, it's drinking. like a rite of passage. Yeah. It's like the audio, the <laughs> drinking, the cursing, 
the rants, you know. Um, and we do promise uh, that we will get back to the worst Sean Payton draft pick bracket next week, and we're going to knock that thing out. Um, but you can go. We to don't Saints, need to be in a rush. No, you can go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got stuff. articles on why to trade up. He's got all kinds of fun draft stuff. Dave's got fun stuff. You can go to Canal Shukran. Dave's got stuff like, you know, the over-under on the Saints is six and a half and all kinds of other cool, fun things. And Kevin is on the Twitters. Right? Just the Twitters. Cause... Yes, I'm on Twitter gonna... and wrestling around. Yeah. Can we Wait, can we, can we get a Taco Bell update on your lady friend or no? Uh, yeah, she's she's good. She came over uh, Saturday. Uh, spent spent the uh, spent the late afternoon and the evening uh, together. Uh, went and hung out, and she met some of my some of my friends, and they were happy to meet her. And she enjoyed herself, and so a good time was had by all. And we got we almost got through that. I almost, almost yeah, we did. So, go to Saints Nation, go to Canal Street Chronicles, find Kevin Held on Twitter. Uh, so, until next week, the bar is closed. I get a little bit of Mexican pizza and some uh, mild sauce.